0: Thank you for joining us on the CFF Podcast. Today, we'll be sharing an inspiring message from the Word of God. We hope you enjoy and welcome home. Thank you. Can we pray? Father, we thank you for this wonderful time. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in different nations of the world. Thank you for what you are doing in this city and in this church. Thank you for young men and women that are on fire for you. We want to thank you for what you have done in the lives of many and what you are going to do more in this city. We pray you bless our time together tonight. Speak to our hearts because we are here for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How many of us have our Bibles? All right, everybody. All right, we're going to read from the book of Mark. Mark, how do you pronounce Mark? So you heard what I said, right? Okay. Mark chapter 2. We're going to read from verse number 1 to 5. The New King James Version says, and again, he entered Capanium after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Verse number five, when Jesus saw their faith. he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven you tonight I want to share with us the message that says bringing men to Jesus bringing men to Jesus the story of these four men is very touching this is the story that you read and you see the demonstration of love this is the story that you read you see compassion this is the story you read you see how somebody can be desperate because he wants to bless another. This is the story you read, you look at somebody that is ready to give his life, his time selflessly for another to be blessed. These were four men that had one friend. How many of us have friends? We all have friends, right? Okay. These guys have they were four, and they had one friend, and their friend had a problem. They could not fix the problem. Doctors could not fix the problem. Their friend was paralyzed, and he was dying. And something happened. They heard that Jesus was in their city, and they also heard that Jesus was in the room, preaching the gospel and you know what happens when jesus shows up people show up you know why because they know that he has an answer to their problem when jesus comes crowd of people follow him because they know he's gonna put smile on their faces they know he's gonna meet their needs so they got that and they, there was no room for them For these four guys to bring in their friend. But they were desperate. They needed to make sure that their friends would get to Jesus. It wasn't their job to change their friend. It wasn't their job to heal their friend. But it was their job to take their friends to Jesus. Because because they knew. If only we can get a friend to Jesus, he's going to fix his problem. They knew if we can get him to Jesus, then we must have blessed his life. And so they carried him. They went to the room. And there was no room. There was no way they could bring the guy to Jesus because everywhere was filled and packed with people. And that was enough to push them back. That was enough reason for them to have excuse. They could have looked at their friend and said, Jonathan, listen, we have tried. We wanted to take you to Jesus. But you can see that there's no room. We cannot take you to Jesus. That could have been their excuse. But you know what? they were desperate because they loved their friend so they refused to let any obstacle stop them from taking their friend to Jesus and so what they did was they climbed the the roof guess what happened they didn't seek for permission from the owner of the house They didn't care. They climbed the roof. Jesus was, just like I'm preaching now, Jesus was preaching inside the room and somebody was breaking the roof. And do you think that Jesus, we say, hey, what are you doing there? No. When you want to bring people to Jesus, Jesus likes it. He's not going to stop you. So Jesus saw that they were breaking the roof and they broke the roof and as he was in the room speaking, he saw this guy coming down from the roof and they laid him down in front of Jesus. And guess what happened? Jesus had to stop preaching and give him attention and Jesus said to him, son, your sins are forgiven thee. In the book of Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. If you look at verse 19. Jesus says, follow me. Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. It's a command. And when you respond to that command, the next thing that will happen is that Jesus is going to make you. The command has a promise. He says, follow me. And if you do that, he promises to change your life and then make you a fisher of men. In other words, if you are following Jesus, If you are following Jesus and you are real, it means that Jesus had already made you a fisher of men. Anybody has gone fishing before? You know what it means to fish? Yeah. But when you follow Jesus, you don't fish fish. You fish men. Did you hear what I said? When you follow Jesus, you become a fisher, not a fisher of fish. Some of you are fishers of fish. When you go a-fishing, right, that's what you fish. You fish the fish from the river, right? But when you follow Jesus, he makes you a fisher of men. And that's why you will look for your friend and bring your friend to Jesus. Look for your friend. Look for your parent. Listen, when I answered the call to be born again, 1973. I was 19 years old, and Jesus arrested me. I was just getting ready to jump into the world. Jesus said, no, I want you. I didn't like it. But today I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that he arrested me. You know how when Jesus arrests you, he detents you. He arrested me, changed my life. Some of you have read my story. My friend that took me to where I had the gospel didn't go in with me. He went home. I went there and Jesus captured my heart. And I started preaching the gospel. I became a fisher of men. I led my friends to Christ. I began to pray for my parents. If you have parents that are not born again, pray for them. Bring them to Jesus. You can do it, my friend. You can do it. It happened in my life. I prayed for my dad. I prayed for my mom. For three years, I kept praying for them. 1976, I led them to Jesus. All my siblings came to Jesus. I started preaching the gospel, bringing people to Jesus. If Jesus has changed your life, he has blessed you. He wants you to be a blessing. Be a blessing to your friends. He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. When you begin to follow him, you begin to share the gospel. You begin to tell people about what Jesus did in your life. And as you begin to do that, you see how God is going to use your life to draw your friends to Jesus. These guys brought their friend to Jesus and He changed their life, and He changed His life. Can you imagine how joyful they were when they saw that Jesus healed their friend All their effort was not in vain because when they took their friend to Jesus, Jesus gave him attention. I want you to decide that you're going to bring people to Jesus. It's easy. It's easy. All you need is to make that decision that you're going to invite your friends to church. You're going to invite them to come and listen to the word of God. It's not in your power to change their lives, but when you bring them, God is going to do the business. Because you have amazing pastors that can preach the word of God without fear, without favor. And when they hear the word, they're going to be taught by the power of God. you know why it is important that every single one of us become a fisher of men? There are things that will not happen in your life. There are things that will not happen in your Christian life until you begin to win people to Jesus. There are levels you cannot find yourself in your relationship with God until you become a winner of souls. Until you become... A fisher of men. Yeah. In the book of Acts of the Apostle chapter 8, in Acts chapter 8, verse number 4, there was persecution in the, in the church at Jerusalem because they received the power of the Holy Ghost at the, on the day of Pentecost. And it wasn't long. They forgot the reason why they were endued with power. And they were sitting in the church in Jerusalem. And they they began to quarrel about food. And what they did in Acts chapter 6, they selected seven deacons and ordained them to to be taking care of the widows. But something happened. Stephen was one of the seven deacons. And then the other guy was Philip. Stephen died because he was killed in chapter 7. In chapter 8, Saul, who decided to persecute the church, went to receive Lerah to scatter the church. And the church was scattered. You know why? God allowed that to happen because he needed the gospel to get out of the four walls of the church. Verse number 4 says, And those who were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the gospel. Verse number 5, it says that Stephen, sorry, Philip went to Samaria. Philip was just one of the deacons, the ushers in the church. When he was in the church as an usher... He never saw the demonstration of the power of God in his life. He never saw it. But the moment he went to Samaria, and he went into the street of Samaria, preaching the gospel, the Bible says he preached Jesus to them, and guess what happened? Signs and wonders and miracles began to follow him. Why? Because when you go, you grow. When you go, you grow. If you sit in the church, friend, you're not going to grow. You're not going to see the power of God. Listen, some of you carry the anointing in you. Some of you, you're going to see signs and wonders and miracles if you go. Stephen began to preach and he didn't know that miracles were going to happen. And miracles began to happen because he went. So I challenge you tonight to go preach the gospel. Tell people about Jesus. In your job, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Jesus is in the inside of you. The righteous is as bold as a lion. Share the gospel Tell people what God did for you. If your life has been touched and changed, tell people about Jesus. Tell them your story. And you're going to see what God is going to do. That's how you will grow. That's how you're going to see the church grow. That is how you're going to see God do great and mighty things in your life. So it is your responsibility To share the gospel. Tell your friends. Tell the people in your job. Get into your neighborhood. Let people know that Jesus is alive and well and that he is still in the miracle working business. He's still in the business of changing lives. You know, the gospel is the answer. People are miserable. People are frustrated. People are looking for answers. And they are waiting for you and I. The Bible said that the whole world is groaning and traveling in pain. They are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. They are waiting. Somebody's destiny is connected to your destiny. And you need to go share the gospel and bring that person into his or her destiny. That's what God is doing in our lives in Nigeria. The urgency of the gospel, the urgency of the time demands that Christians need to be on fire for God. And so I came to encourage you tonight. I came to challenge you as well. I came to ask God to ignite your passion for souls so you can be able to reach out to people and bring them to Jesus. That's how their problems will be solved. That's how their misery will be taken care of. That's how God is going to begin to give them purpose and destiny if you can bring them to Jesus. You can decide tonight. That you will be one of the people that God is going to count on. If you can decide that you will be an instrument in the hand of God to bring people to this church, bring them to Jesus, and you see them transformed and changed. In the book of John, chapter 4, you know the story. Jesus reached out to The woman of Samaria this lady was very notorious she was known by everybody in the city so she went to the well to get some water some of you and you 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 don't understand that that passage because you've never you've never gone to the well anybody here has gone to call it water from the well no you have okay we can identify with that have you ever carried a bucket of water on your head you have that we know what that means we went to the creek to get water and bring it home we go to the well in the village so she went to the well to get some water. And by the time she got to the well, the Bible said Jesus was already there. You know why? Because Jesus knew, if I can capture this woman, if I can get her, if I can take hold of her life and change her, she is going to help me change the city. Wow. Just one. Wow. Just one woman. Yeah. If I can change her life, she's going to help me Change the city because she's going to bring the whole city to me. And so Jesus was there watching and waiting, and she came to take her water. And Jesus looks at her and says, hey, lady, can, can you give me some water to drink? And she looks at Jesus and say, says, who do you think you are? You're asking me what? You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. We don't have things in common. Why are you asking me for water? And Jesus said, hey, lady, if you knew who is asking you to give him the water, that he has the water of life, you would give that water you have to her. And she looks at Jesus and says, what are you talking about? (laughs) Did, Did I hear you say you have the water of life? Where's your container? You don't have no container. How are you going to get the water? Jesus says to her, the water you came to collect, if somebody drinks it, he's going to thirst again. But the one I'm going to give you, if you drink it, you will never thirst again. And she looks at Jesus and says, really? Can I have it? I like that. Can I have it? So I won't come here again. Jesus said, go call your husband. Wow. That was where the problem was. (laughs) Go call your husband because you're going to bring your husband before you drink this water. And she says, I have no husband. Jesus said, "You, you said the truth. You said the truth because you have had five. And The one you have now is not even your husband because you are shaken. And she said, are you a prophet? Have you ever been to church and the pastor is talking about what you just did? It happened to me. The day I went to scripture union and this guy that never saw me before was preaching the gospel And he was like talking about everything I was doing. I said to me, how did this guy know that I'm here? Who told you about me? It wasn't him. It was the Holy Spirit. And guess what happened? The moment he gave the altar call, he said, if you want to give your life to Jesus, the altar is open. And I knew it was time. And I began to cry. December 16th, 1973, I said to Jesus, I need you in my life. Change me and use me. So this this woman, when Jesus convicted her, you know what happened? The moment she drinks the water that Jesus gave to her, you know, the next thing she did, she never have from Jesus, Jesus never told her, hey, go tell your friends. Jesus never said that. But because Jesus has given her a testimony, Jesus has given her a story, she needed to go share her story. She needed to go tell people her story. And the Bible says she left her container right there And ran back to the city. And she said to everybody, hey, hey, something happened to me. Do you want to know what happened to me? I want to take you to the guy that told me everything that I did. And the entire city followed her to Jesus. I like that. (laughs) I like to have a member, just one member that can bring the whole city to Jesus. And I'm sure pastor likes it too. Every pastor wants that. The Lord wants you to be an instrument that he can use to bring people to Jesus. In the month of August, the church I pastor, I called my leaders. I said, we're going to affect this neighborhood. I told them that there's a reason why God located this church in this neighborhood. We've done a lot, but we need to do more. And they said, "Well, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to declare what we call Go Harvest Campaign. And we say every Sunday, every member of our church 7 a.m. in the morning I need to see you in church I didn't know if it was going to happen I didn't know if they were going to show up but I just said it by faith and I was ready if I don't see nobody I knew I have tried but guess what happened I told them we're going to be here 7 a.m. and then we're going to do a little training for 45 minutes. You just will send you two by two. You go to the neighborhood, knock on every door, share your story. What Jesus did for you. Simple. Tell them what Jesus did for you and invite them to church. And I was amazed that within one hour, they will go to the street, knock on doors, and people came to church with them. And within one month, they were able to lead 204 people to Christ.